Pego. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferret 64 with me, your host, Yemi the Ferret, aka Yemi. How's everyone doing today? Hope everyone's doing fantastic. It's, of course, another week, another video game podcast roundup. We don't have much to talk about today, but uh, I think there are some bigger topics that uh, might take a little while. And, of course, to start it all off on this video game podcast, uh, we have what I've been playing this past week. Alright, so first up on the on the document here is, of course, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I took a half day off of work for this game, and uh, I will say, it was worth it. It was worth it. I made a little adjustment to my microphone. If it sounds a little bit different, that's why. I don't know if it will sound different. It probably won't, or no one will even notice. Uh, anyway, um... Yes, uh, yeah, so Jedi Survivor came out. It's a big one. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big game. It's got a big day one. It's got a health, I should say, it has a healthy day one patch. Um, so, you know, if you're going to be playing it, you know, just install it early, I guess, and, and hang out, you know, for, I mean, it took, it took mine about an hour to install, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. I'm not sure. I went in, you know, did some other things while it was loading up, like eating Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm having a really good time with it so far. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's like the perfect sequel, but it's a very, very good sequel to, uh, Fallen Order, which was the original game. Um, so where to start off? I mean, the, the mechanics of the game are, are pretty sound. They're pretty, they're pretty similar. Uh, if you played Fallen Order, you know, the movesets that they start you off with, you don't have to relearn anything, you know? which is great. And if you were worried about, you know, having to get wall running again or double jumping again or deflecting blaster bolts or whatever, you know, whatever move you had to unlock in last game, it's all there. Uh, usually there's like a tutorial before like a section where you need to use that move and then they unlock it for the rest of the game. And that's very, very early on. Obviously there's some new stuff mixed in there as well, but that first, the first like level I, I would say level because you know people are calling it a planet and i know like yeah you'll be able to go back and kind of you know run around and do other things there eventually but it's really more of like a beginning level you know it's like it's the first like it's it's kind of linear sure there's some short there's a bunch of shortcuts you can unlock but um you know it's it's really just like hey here's the first level here's the basics here's a, a few new things here and there to get you started and uh, we'll see you in about an hour, you know. Um, so you for, you start off on Coruscant. And it's a pretty cool section where you know you you go in there. You you uh, you capture a senator. You steal his information. You fight the seventh sister. The it was the is it the seventh? Oh yeah, I think it's the seventh sister, right? And then uh, you escape. And um, I, I think that the I think the where they start they pick up with the story is a bit awkward because. I'm pretty sure the book that came out kind of like fills in the gap, like the huge gap. I mean, I think there's like a 10 year gap between the, f the first game and this one um, in terms of story and a lot of stuff can happen and they kind of start you off with a whole bunch of characters that you don't know. And there's, you know, of course there's still Cal and BD one, but 
you know, there's a whole bunch of other characters that you don't really know. And apparently they've had, you know, many years of friendship with Cal. And uh, yeah, the you have to play the game to, to know what happens to them. But I feel like, you know, the, the book came out. I mean, I think the book came out like a year or so ago, not even. And that, that really isn't enough time for a lot of people to even you know, realize that it's out. Uh, I just picked it up myself recently because I'm like, there's a lot missing here, you know? So, you know, where the game starts off, it's a bit, it's going to be a bit, I don't know, jolting, shocking, you know, because there's so much that has happened in those 10 years. And I don't even know if the book covers all 10 of those years, but it will, it, it, it does cover, uh, I think part of the reason why the group, the original group split up. Um, so that'll be nice to know. You know, I mean, I'm I'm all the way to uh, I'm I'm pretty deep into the game now. Uh, I'm a couple planets deep, and I'm back on um, what's the first uh, Copal 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 something like that. Uh, so I, I've I've done a I've done a big circle back uh, to the the really the the first planet planet like this uh, that you that you can explore and run around. That's not just you know kind of linear, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would have liked maybe, you know, because they do have like the, oh, here's what happened in Fallen Order, you know, kind of wrap up. But I feel like they also could have like done a little bit of like, and this is why the group isn't together. And this is why this happened. And, you know, here's a few extra bits of information. But instead, they just kind of like plop you into the story. You got all these new characters around you. And then... I mean, minor spoilers, but then, you know, you kind of loop around to just meeting this, a lot of the same characters. Of course, you have new ones in there, too. You know, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's just kind of a funny thing. It, it, it is kind of a funny thing. They got to get the they gotta get the main cast back in there as, uh, you know, as soon as they can, <laughs> you know. Well, maybe not as soon as they can, but they, got, they come back pretty, 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 fairly quickly, all things considered, after 10 years of being apart. Uh, so uh, the real like beautiful thing is this big planet that you go to for your first planet and i mean it's it's like huge it's massive like the area that you can explore even though there are some areas and places that are um you know blocked off due to not having you know the right thing to get through the thing you know uh it's still mad like you can explore so much of the world right uh, from the start you know you don't you don't need your mount you don't need uh, all the different doohickeys. You don't even need all the saber stances. You can just go around, figure it out, see what you want to see. And that's kind of what I did before going to the main objective. I just kind of searched around the entire area. Sure, you know, sometimes it led me to a dead end. Other times it led me to something really cool or really interesting or a new enemy or blah, 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 which is really cool. It, it's a very open-ended area. You know, the first game didn't have anything like this. I mean, there was some big maze-like areas to go to but it was nothing like this it's kind of like a grandiose like hey this is a planet you're exploring not just an area you're exploring um the new traversal techniques like there's a zip line you can like not a zip line but like a grapple hook essentially that you get in the first level uh that you can use um which opens up some stuff for you uh there's of course some mounts you can tame which is not a spoiler it's in the trailers uh, so you can you can you can tame mounts to go up like sl sl slick hills or slopes, uh, and they can also get you around areas in a, in a fast manner. Uh, there's like this bird that you can glide with uh, in, in in locations after you tame it. And yeah, so far it's just been a really good experience. Um, 
you know, the the, the different the different saber stances, I, I you know, switching between them. I, I do wish they could switch between all of them. I understand why they limit you to only two equipped at a time. Um, I, like, I would love to just be able to scroll through all the different, like, all six of the stances or whatever, they, however many there are. And just, you know, I don't know, mess around with all the different stances at once, you know. But uh, they only let you equip two at a time, which is like, okay, all right. Uh, but the new stances are, are really fun. Um, so you actually have a dual blade stance that's more for, like, quick attacks. Um, there's, like, an auto-parry system if you hold down triangle, which is kind of interesting. Um, then you have the blaster stance, of course. You unlock that much later. And it's really cool. It's a blast to use. <laughs> I, f I find it very enjoyable, especially if you're fighting droids. You can just pop them in one hit with the blaster not even worry about them, you know? Um, and, they, and they balance it out pretty nicely. You know, it's not just like unlimited ammo. You gotta you gotta actually hit enemies with your saber in order to build up blaster ammo. So you know, it's it's got an equalizer there. And then probably may probably I, I thought the blaster was gonna be my favorite. And then I unlocked the um, like the the uh, heavy stance um, with the with the blade that kind of looks like Kylo Ren's. You know, but it's much longer and it, it kind of works like a claymore sword. You know, and that stance is really fun to use too. It's a little bit slow, but it hits really hard and. Um, it's got some really neat anime, like all those different variants have new, you know, animations for taking down enemies, which is cool too, you know? Um, of course, parrying is still a big part in the game. You can also dodge if you want to. Um, it pretty much works the same as the first game almost all around, which is why I would say it makes a really great sequel because it uses all those mechanics that you know from the last game and it just builds on top of them. You don't even have to wait to unlock those things from the original game slicing remember how you couldn't slice things with bd1 like the crates and stuff at the special crates and stuff like that you start out with that amazing <laughs> you know um yeah yeah the, the the move where um uh where you like force push force pull it's all there you know <laughs> saber throw it's there <laughs> all the stuff that you know and love it, it's there and it's great it's great to just pick it up um, especially with Fallen Order being so fresh in my mind from playing through it last year, uh, yeah, it's just it's been a really it's been a really easy to just pick it up, play it, you know, not have a problem with it. You know, I am finding the game a bit easy. Um, uh, you know, there's some bosses here and there. The really the only boss that I've faced so far is the Seventh Sister. All the other ones have been like normal enemies that have like a health bar for the, like their first appearance. Um, so that's kind of, that, I mean, it's a little bit disappointing. There, there's also another, um, there's also another boss fight mixed in there too. That was pretty good. But, you know, I, I, I don't like to see the regular enemies with the, with the health bar because that's just kind of lazy to me in my opinion, you know? Um, but it is a nice, I mean, I don't mind like a one-on-one -on -one duel with the, with the enemy when, the, when they're a new enemy, just don't give them a giant health bar. Like that's all I'm asking. The first game did the same thing. This game definitely has more of those in it because there's so many more enemies in this game. Which is great. Variety is at an all-time high. You know, going back to, like, bringing things over from the last game, like, you literally don't have to scan enemies that you've seen from the last game in this one. You know, you can still scan enemies for different reasons in this one. Um, but, uh, you know, the enemies that were already scanned, like a regular stormtrooper, you know, or a shock trooper, or a scout trooper, or whatever, you don't have to rescan them, which is great. Uh, but you do have to scan all the new enemies because there's this new like game that you can play at the uh, at one of the cantinas you visit, where you it's essentially you know you any enemy that you find in the field you scan them and get them in the game, and they cost different points of course. 
So I think you have like 10 points to start out and you can spend them on whatever enemies you want or you know, you know characters that you want and you just fight other people or these other characters. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of it's kind of a neat little thing, you know. It's like a play on that game that the of like chess that the that C3PO and Chewbacca play in the Millennium Falcon, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so far, I, I've been really enjoying the game. Uh, the exploration is great. You know, there's some planets you go to that are a little bit more straightforward, and then there's other ones that you go to that are like this... Well, other ones, but there's, like, the main one, which is Kapal, is just... It's just huge. It's massive. It's just freaking massive. And it's just... It, it does feel a bit overwhelming when you look at the map and go, oh, I missed something over there. Oh, there's a side mission over there, but... You know, it doesn't take too long to make it back and forth on Kapal. You know, the other maps, the more linear maps, will take a little bit longer to get through. But there's, like, a million shortcuts in this game. Like, after you go through even the smallest section where it's like, oh, you had to grapple here and then wall run here and then you had to jump up here and then you had to, you know, go through this door. There's, like, a rope you can cut or a zip line you can activate or a door you can open from the other side. You know, there are so many shortcuts, way more than the last game, which is going to make backtracking a lot easier in my... Like, I, I guarantee it's going to make it a lot easier, which is great, you know. But it also gets a bit excessive, you know. You go through a section, you know, you rest at, like, one of those... One of the meditation pools, you know. And then you go around and do, like, this five-second thing where you fight, like, a couple enemies. And then you're around to the other side, and you open the door, and there's the same meditation area that you were already in. And I don't know. It just kind of is like, okay, you know. Um, it, it's just one of those things It's like, okay, I, I understand, like, you wanted to put in more shortcuts, but this is a bit excessive, you know. It's a little bit excessive at times. Uh, but the enemy variety is off the charts. Way more enemies in this one. Um, you know, different enemies on different planets, you know, and places you go to, which, which is cool, like that. Um, new, you know, new animations for killing blows and stuff like that. Uh, man, I mean, what what more can I say about that? You know, like, the enemy variety is great, and that that's what, you know, makes it also a good sequel. It's like, okay, we're, we, 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 we heard you. You don't, you don't want to fight the same enemies over and over again. Well, here you go. The whole new faction that they put in this game, which is the uh, Raiders, uh, they use like uh, they have like this, um, you know, one of those uh, big, you know, separatist balls <laughs> that uh, they they have battle droids in. So you fight super battle droids, you fight magna guards, you fight regular battle droids. Um, I know in the trailers, I think they showed off that there was droids that you could fight, which I thought was going to be like a dream sequence, or it was going to be like, oh, there's still a separatist out there being a bat, being an asshole. <laughs> But no, it's actually a raider, a raider group that's taken over the battle droids and used them for themselves, which is cool. You know, they got like paint on war paint on them, and they have like these makeshift weapons uh, along with their blasters, and it's really cool. And they all have like a different move set too, and there's there's different variants of them as well. Oh, there's also commando droids, those commando droids with like the electric sword that are really quick. Assassin droids, I think they're called, right? Assassin droids because they're so quick and they can go on the walls and stuff. Pretty cool, pretty neat, not too bad. Um, there's also different variants of like regular raider troops, you know, there's like these little mine balls that, that roll around. You can pick them up and throw them at people. You can pick up grenades and rockets and throw them at people as well, or think, yeah, enemies as well, which is great. A lot of dismemberment in this game, way more than the other one. I don't think that stormtroopers could lose limbs, uh, in the last game, which is why it probably had its teen rating instead of an M rating like this one. But yeah, this one, you're cutting, you're cutting limbs off, you're cutting things in half, you're cutting legs off, uh, 
you know, heads at times, you know, it's, it, it's pretty brutal, uh, at times. Um, they don't show, like, any blood or anything like that, but, you know, it's like Jedi Outcast, where it's like, you know, it, it looks like, a you, you, you clean cut them, and there's, like, a little bit of, of that heated flesh on them, <laughs> but you can't actually see blood or anything like that, so I would say it's still kind of kid-friendly, because Star Wars is kind of like a kid-friendly series, but, or, or, uh, IP, but, you know, it's, it's definitely brutal, you know, you got some brutal executions in there, cutting off limbs, doing stuff like that, shooting people in the face, what are you gonna do, you know, well, you know come on, come on now. Um, the story so far has been good, like, I'm not complaining, you know, I, I, there was one person I was talk, talking to in Discord, and they said the, the story was too convoluted, uh, I don't, I don't feel that way, it's, it's pretty, I mean, they, they don't, like, branch off the story into, like, multiple places, it's just, it is a single story, um, that just, it's, it's across this, like, expansive, you know, planets that you go to right so it's not like you're going to another planet and there's a whole new story being activated no it's still the same story and there's a reason to go to the planet and you know whatever so i don't think it's convoluted but i think where they start I, where they start it is a little bit i mean i guess convoluted is the wrong word but is they where they start it is not as good but the story after that once you you know once you kind of get into it then the story gets better and it starts to become good and that's what i like and you know even though the rest of the planets that i've visited so far are not as expansive as Kapal, I will say that they're still pretty fun to go through. They remind me of the original game. They're not as like um, maze-like as as Fallen Order, and uh, you don't have to do those freaking sliding sections either, which were so annoying in the in the first game. Those have been taken out uh, for the most part. I, I, there might be a few sliding sections here or there that aren't as uh, as long. So, but you don't like when you slide. You're not like on your feet. You know, you're kind of like on your back, and you can jump off of it and stuff like that. And of course, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of backtracking that you'll have to do when you unlock new stuff. So it's always good to, I, honestly, in, in games like this, like Fallen Order and this, it's good to kind of like, I, don't, I wouldn't say blitz through the story, but, you know, try and keep on the story, the main story as much as you can. Do the side stuff that you can do if you want, but just know that you'll probably have to come back for most side stuff. Um, lucky, though, it, it does, it does show you on the map, like if there's a red door that means you can't go through it, you know, and if there's a rumor on the other, or a side mission on the other side, then, you know, that means you can't get there. Uh, one of the nice things about the game is, like, the game, like, these planets actually feel full of life, you know, you, you meet NPCs in the wilderness and in towns and stuff like that, they give you missions sometimes, they just talk to you sometimes, which is cool, you know, the last game was kind of devoid of, like, regular NPCs, you know. There's a lot of collectibles in the game. I know I'm switching gears fast, but you know, I, I, lots of collectibles in the game, and you, you know, they're then you bring them back to certain characters, and they and you're able to buy stuff from them, uh, with with the different collectibles. Uh, so new hairstyles, new outfits, um, new parts for BD One. Uh, you know, new new actually music tracks. You can actually get music tracks as well, which is kind of interesting. Um, you find like these glowing green plants. That give you seeds, and you can plant a garden, and there's, like, a huge garden that you can plant in now instead of it just being a terrarium inside the mantis. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Cal is very customizable. Like, you start off with, like, the basic stuff, and then you start to get new parts for outfits really quickly. And I got the Deluxe Edition, which was, like, $10 more or something like that. And, you know, you got, like, the Han Solo outfit. You got, like, a Luke Skywalker from the end of A New Hope. Uh, and you also get the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, show, like, garb from Tatooine that he wears. It also appears in a comic book series that he was in, too, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, very, very nice throwback there. Um, 
meaty one. He has a bunch of different parts and stuff. You can make them all these different kind of colors. Same thing with your lightsaber. Lots of customization with your lightsaber. You have pretty much all the colors unlocked from the start. Uh, I think the deluxe edition gives you white and orange, maybe? I think those are the two that you got in the deluxe edition. Uh, but I might be wrong about that. Uh, I don't really know because I have the deluxe edition. <laughs> so... Um, I've just been switching things up. You know, I'm not just wearing the deluxe edition stuff. I, I like to switch things up. And right now I have, I have long hair, like Anakin Skywalker from, uh, Revenge of the Sith, long hair, kind of with a short beard. And uh, I got like this green pilot outfit on with, uh, the, um, with these, uh, with these pants on that have like, um, stormtrooper boots, you know, which is kind of cool. It's a, it's a cool look, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying how much you can really customize. You can, you can have them have a, you know, you, you can have a Cal have a mullet, you know, you can have him have, you can have him be bald, you know, his facial hair, you can do all these different things with his facial hair, you just, you need to buy, of course, you need to get the stuff from the sell, you know, from the traders and stuff like that, but still, and also you find them in the boxes as well that you find around, so, yeah, really, really cool there. Um, bad news, if you're a trophy hunter or an achievement hunter, um, there is a collectible that's not spawning, which is preventing people from getting platinum, uh, I'm sure that they'll patch that relatively soon. Um, also, bad news for PC players. Uh, the PC Master Race, once again, hit takes a big hit. Uh, the game uh, isn't running uh, as well as it should be on PC platforms. The one thing I have to say about that is I know that there's a lot of people who are probably kind of peeved, a lot angry even. Um, I would say just understand that like PC releases, there are so many different configurations of PC you know, and, and what you can do with the graphics cards and the video cards and you know all these different things. Um, it's hard to account for every configuration out there, and it's not like console, you know, stuff where it's like you know the software. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like okay, they just got to kind of work through it as they go. Um, a lot of people are claiming it's like a beta release or whatever. I don't know because the console ports are working fine. You know, I've had a couple of frame uh, frame rate issues and some screen tearing, but it's nothing game breaking that's gonna make me you know get really pissed off. You know, uh, I have I the game hasn't crashed on me once, uh, which is great. Um, you know, I, I just, I've been having just a great time with it, which is, it's sad to see that, you know, people on the PC are not having a good time with the game because of the performance issues and, uh, you know, some ordinary gamers, uh, who is like a big, big guy on YouTube, uh, he showed that his, his resolution couldn't be set to his monitor size. It was like 1024 by 940 or whatever, which is obviously not going to fly when you have a 1920 by 1080 screen, you know? Um, so, you know, there's, there's things that need to be ironed out and I'm sure that they're going to put out a, a update sooner rather than later, you know, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this, I mean, this could be a case of EA being like, we got to get this game out. You know, people want this game, get this game out. Or they just didn't really test it on PC, which could also be a thing, you know? Um, so hopefully, you know, patches come out for this stuff relatively soon. I, I'm guessing by the end of maybe not the weekend, but, you know, maybe midweek next week we'll have an update for the game that fixes a lot of stuff. And hopefully PC players get their update that helps with performance there. Um, this isn't the first time this year that this is, this has happened where a game comes out and it's a broken on PC. Uh, just recently, The Last of Us Part 1 was a complete mess. And there's a whole bunch of other games you could list off, which is why, you know, um, get ready with the with the with the rim t uh, with the rim uh, with the rim tap. <laughs> uh, this is why the PC Master Race really isn't the Master Race, is it? But it's just a joke, folks. I play on everything, so I understand 
I just I'm more of a console player uh, with with these types of games, the AAA games, because my PC is not good enough to run Jedi Fallen, you know, uh, this game Jedi Survivor. <laughs> so I'm not gonna even try. Yeah, I'm not gonna even try. I would rather get it on console anyway. And also, you know, I love I love getting trophies. You know, the little ping that it makes when you get a trophy. It's very satisfying. I'm not like a huge trophy hunter, even though. I've been doing a lot of trophy stuff lately, you know, like I just did the meet your maker platinum trophy not too long ago. Um, but you know, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a trophy list that I feel is obtainable for me, I I'll go for it. You know, the Resident Evil 4 remake trophy list, probably not going to go for that one. Dead Island 2 though? Dead Island 2? Yeah, maybe I'll go for that one. Or maybe I'll go for, uh, uh, this one, Jedi Survivor. Uh, we'll see after they patch it, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so far, uh, yeah, I, I, it's definitely a recommend for me if you're playing on console. Um, if you're playing on PC, probably wait, wait a little bit. Um, but console players, you get a thumbs up from me. I, I'm really enjoying the game. It definitely feels like a continuation of where we left off from Fallen Order, even though the story doesn't continue from there, but the gameplay mechanics and all that stuff, it's like a big continuation, which is great. And that's really what I wanted. And here we are having a good time. All right, let's switch gears and go back to Dead Island 2, folks. I, I feel like last time I talked about the game, I didn't do it justice. I got hung up on, like, some rant about Angry Joe or something like that. <laughs> and I don't know why, because I don't really... I, it's not like I don't like Angry Joe anymore. I'm just kind of like, I like his content. I just disagree with some of his points. And he hasn't even said anything about Dead Island 2 yet. So, I, but my main point from last episode was... Form your own opinions. You don't need someone else's opinion to back you up to make your opinion valid. You know, that that was my main point. And that's why, you know, because there's always a lot of people bandwagoning and going, oh, Dead Island 2 sucks, man, even though they haven't played it, right? But I feel like Dead Island 2, it's selling, one, it's selling too well right now. Two, it's reviewing too well right now. And three, it's just a fun as hell game. So how could you not, like, at least enjoy it, you know? Deadline two. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna start at at square one with this game because I feel like I really did not give it justice last time I played it. One looks great. The f the 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 gore system, the flesh system, is amazing. They did such a good job with that. Mwah, magnifique. Two, uh, the weapons. Weapon variety is great in this game. Even though you do find a lot of like the same stuff like rebarb or pipes. You know, there's also some really cool stuff in there, like katanas and machetes and sledgehammers and axes and guns. There's a whole bunch of different guns. I didn't even get to that point last time when I was talking about this game. There's a lot of guns. Rifles. Submachine guns. Uh, maybe not submachine guns. Assault rifles. Uh, you know, pistols and shotguns. Stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of different... Like, you, you can get, like, throwing stars and, and toxic bombs and pipe bombs and molotovs and... And, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And on top of it all, you get these zombie abilities where you can go into fury mode and just t tear down zombies. And you can spit acid in. You can you can do all this different stuff. And it's so cool. Like, I talk about this game and I just smile because it's, it's such a fun time, especially when you're playing with someone else. You know, it kind of evens the odds because I feel like there is an overwhelming amount of zombies in, in in some areas that just never stop spawning. And having two people there really does even the odds, or more. You can, I think you can have more. Um, it really does even the odds and, and gives you a leg up in that in that area. And exploring the different, you know, the different zones you can go to. It's all in it's all a connected world. You just gotta go through some loading screens, which I guess does date it a little bit, right? 
you know, a lot of people are claiming like, oh, this is the best, you know, this is a great dead, this is a great game for 2014, you know, or whatever was supposed to originally come out. And, and yeah, I mean, it's a great game for 2014 and it's a great game for 2023. You know, I, I feel like if this game had released in whatever state it was going to be in 2014, uh, you know, just judging by Dead Island 1 and Riptide and where they were going with the series, I don't think it would have been this good, honestly. And I, I just, I feel like they needed to do the reboot of the development cycle. They needed to give it to the new studio and they needed to kind of build it from the ground up again. And it's, it's paying off. It's, it's sold over a million copies now. Spoiler for, I guess I'll, I guess, I guess I'll just eliminate that from my list of news topics, but it's already, it's sold a million uh, copies so far in its opening weekend, uh, or opening week. And the review scores are, are pretty steadily good, you know, um, Obviously, you know, not everyone's going to be as jazzed about killing zombies and and, you know, a lot of the a lot of the character interactions are, you know, a little bit cringy because of the dialogue. But I, I've been having a good time with it. You know, I've been having a good time. There's so many different locations you can go to in hell a uh, from movie studios where you go through the back lots of, a, of, of this big film area. And there's like there's a war, mo a World War Two movie that was being shot. So there's some zombies dressed up as like World War Two Marines, you know, uh, there's like the sci-fi movie in there that has a giant spider uh there's like a sitcom set you know there's like all this cool stuff all this fun stuff and there's a bunch of zombies dressed as like you know they have like the boon mics strapped to them and you know they're, they're dressed up as characters and, and and stuff like that which is really cool there's like a whole aztec air, area you go to and all the zombies just look like you know aztecs <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funky uh there's another area that you go to that's like the carnival and of course, what's at a carnival? Clowns, right? Uh, just like Left 4 Dead, there's a clown zombie that you fight, uh, and there's like a bunch of like different enemy, uh, you know, zombie types that are dressed up in like worker uniforms and and stuff like that. You know, it's just it's such it's such a nice thing to see, you know, because you you, you play a game like uh, Dying Light 2, and no matter what area you go to in the game, the zombies kind of just look the same. Whereas in Dead Island 2, you go to the, the hotel, you know, and there's a bunch of people dressed up in hotel uniforms, and there's a bunch of people in fancy suits, and police officers, and, and army guys everywhere, right? And then you go to the next place, and, you know, there's there's some different looking zombies in there who have different outfits on, and I just, I love those little details, because it just, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's such a nice thing to see, is variety in just how they look. They don't have to all look completely different, you know, but... There, there's something to be said about going to a specific area in the game and getting different zombie looks that that are that are for each area, and that is just something that you don't you just don't see a lot. And you know this is like you know besides from Dying Light Two, this is like the first zombie game that I've really, really dug into and and loved that's come out in like the past like five or so years. You know since they announced Dead Island Two, you know, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you look at other zombie games, I mean, the Telltale series, pretty straightforward. The games got worse as they went on and then kind of had a rebound with the fourth entry. Um, other than that, uh, there was, there was like, that first-person shooter game that had, like, zombies in it that was all multiplayer-based. And that was, that sold terribly and, and no one, no one played it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying to think uh, of other zombie experiences besides Dying Light 2, but I, I mean, you know... The zombie craze has kind of died down, but this—I mean, this might pick it up a little bit. I, I feel like you know, having a zombie game in this day and age is a bit of a, fr a breath of fresh air because there's so many games that are just like modern shooters, you know, or um, you know, set in like you know 
distant futures, you know? And I feel like having something that's in the present, you know, zombie apocalypse, it's, it is kind of a fresh a breath of fresh air to me personally. I mean, and, and, and you know, it, this game is definitely a, a callback to a different time in gaming, but it still has those, you know, 2023 gameplay you know mechanics and loops and stuff like that so it's not completely stuck in its time but it it is it, it does it does it does get, get a lot of inspiration from back in the day you know um and i i just find it very enjoyable you know the characters you interact with sure like i said you know they have some cringy moments but the, the quests you go on are pretty are pretty good you know you're you're constantly going to new area well you know eventually you're going to run out of new areas but you're constantly going to new areas doing new things for different people meeting crazy kooky characters finding new zombie variants you know there's of course like the special zombies like any zombie game but i think they do them pretty good in this one you know like the zombie variants they they pop up pretty regularly and they kind of like most of them kind of look like regular zombies but they have like a few different things about them you know the screamer zombies they're 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 mostly women <laughs> yeah i don't know is that sexist i don't know they're they're pretty much all women but they don't look like they don't like you know you think of like a spitter from left for dead like you that's like a very distinct look and then this game they you know they're labeled as a screamer and they do have a certain look about them but they're not like so different that you wouldn't be able to recognize them you know there's some bigger zombies who are who are who are overweight i will say uh and some of them are spitter variants or bloater variants where they they sh they shoot you know acid out or they shoot uh whatever out you know and they do look a lot different from the regular zombies but that's it's nice to see some bigger you know you know bigger boned zombies out there to kind of put in the mix that makes it more natural to see a bloater in the vicinity, you know? The exploder guys, you already are dealing with zombies with grenades strapped to themselves who explode, but now there's the exploder guys, the bloater, you know, the guys who explode when you shoot them or kick them or whatever, or when they get too close to you. And they have a distinct look and they sound, you know, they had they make a distinct sound. Um, but in a crowd of zombies, they don't look they don't look unnatural, you know? The crushers, they're big and towering and they can come in multiple different shapes and sizes and genders. And uh, yes, they do stand out, but they're supposed to. They're like those. They're they're like the people who are roided up, you know. Um, they also like there's these zombies that have like spikes for hands, <laughs> and yeah, I mean they they kind of they're kind of like stalkers, you know, and they they pounce at you and they they go around they try and they try to heal by eating uh, other zombies, you know, which is cool. It's a cool little mechanic there, and there and the list goes on and on, and they just. They, they, they are, they're not like so different that they stand out too much. You know, they, they fit the mold and I think that's perfect. There's of course regular zombie types like the barbed wire ones that have like barbed wire wrapped around them. So they grapple you, they do extra damage. There's ones that are on fire or ones that are wearing hazmat suits so they can't be affected by, uh, chemicals, you know, there's firefighters who are immune to like everything except for blunt force, you know, <laughs> and bullets, I guess, <laughs> um, you know, there, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of different zombie types, and um, there's still more to ex discover. Um, you know, uh, one of the first ones you find is like these zombies that have like bees nests inside of them, swarm. You know, they, and they send out swarms of, I guess, zombified bees. I, I is my it's my only guess, um, but they're they're pretty they're pretty tough. And there's ones that are, uh, are like electricians that have like shock abilities. Which is, I mean, it's, it's really cool, it, it, and it mixes things up, you know? You can fight a horde of normal zombies for the rest of your life, and I feel like this game wouldn't get too boring, but 
because you have these special zombies mixed in there, it does mix things up and make things even more enjoyable. It's easy to get off track and just start killing zombies, uh, you know, for, for, you know, 10 minutes and be like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to go to this objective, you know. There's plenty of side missions to do. They pop up as you go through the main story. There's different lost and found missions to do, which are a little bit, they're kind of like side missions that have like little puzzles attached to them. So one of them is finding the route to the mailman and you get these notes and stuff to, to understand where he's going next, you know. Um, the, another one was like a pool cleaner who had a special weapon in his trunk of his car, but you gotta, you gotta track him down because, you know, he's, he went around to these different pools and he never showed back up to his car, you know. Um, there's missing persons to go find, which are pretty cool. You know, the one was a girl who was put into, um, the, uh, like little beach prison, I guess, little police hut. And, uh, you need to find the key for that and you got to go in there and then you find out that she was, you know, bitten or eaten by a zombie that they put in there with her, you know, at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. So, you know, there's a lot of, it's a lot of interesting stuff and some of them are a little bit too vague. There's this one where you need to find like a certain locker and they, it, it's not like they show it on the map. <laughs> So you kind of just got to run around and hope that you find it. There's a few of those around. They're called lock boxes, but essentially you just, you find like a random safe or a random container or a random whatever that just, it says you need this person's keys. And pretty much what you got to do is you got to just run around the map. And if they spawn, they spawn. If not, oh well. And you got to find the right zombie to kill who's named. And I think that's a cool concept. And I like that idea, but I do wish that you could, like, get a hint as to where they're going to be or whatever, because sometimes it's annoying to just run around the map and never find them, go back, maybe find them the second time you're through there, you know. Um, if you like lore, this game's got a bunch of it, you know. And if you like, you know, if you like mixing and matching abilities with cards, it's got a bunch of that, too. Uh, there's like these, um, I just, I just learned about this because we just started getting these cards, but there's ones called like agitators or something like that. And they actually give you big positives, but also have negatives associated with them. And if you put enough of them on, you'll earn like extra XP or something like that going through, uh, going through the game, which is kind of cool. But you know, like the one is, uh, you only, you only earn fury when you're attacking zombies. And if you don't attack zombies and the gauge isn't full, it'll start to degrade, uh, there's another one where you dropkick enemies and they, like, explode or into into flames, but it also damages you at the same time. Uh, there's another one where... Um, I can't think of it right now, but there's, there's, there's a few of them that we've unlocked so far, and it's cool to kind of mix and match all the different uh, cars that you get. Um, and leveling up, it's not, like, too quick, you know? It, 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 I think it's kind of just the right pace of leveling up. And, the, of course, the zombies level up with you, but... You know, like your weapons and stuff like that, you can actually pay your way to level them up if you're if they're under leveled, which is nice. You know, if you especially if you like a weapon, there's some weapons you can't sell, so it's like okay, I the only thing I can do is upgrade them. You know, to be a better a higher level. And there's plenty of mods to put on weapons too, and you get tons of blueprints throughout the game. And the deeper you go, the more in depth like the the materials you need are. And some of them actually require like parts of zombies, which you know every time you cut off a limb, a head, or whatever. You actually, they, they'll usually drop like a little pouch with like a organ or a, or a thing in there. And you need those for the mods on your weapons. Some of them just like do extra damage. Some of them are like vampiric where they'll give you health every time you hit an enemy. You know, like I find, I find it just very, very enjoyable. And I'm just having a blast with the game. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't need anyone else to validate my opinion. You know, I don't need Angry Joe to love this game for me to love this game. I just love this game. Same thing goes for like, 
anything, you know, it, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I love Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I don't need everyone else to love it in order for me to love it, you know? So that's that was my main point from last time was like, hey, if you like that island or if you don't, that's fine. Just don't have an opinion based on, you know, this YouTuber or this big personality or whatever that you listen to on YouTube. Have that opinion and make it yours, but don't just make an opinion because, you know, Angry Joe says so. I know I'm, I'm bringing up Angry Joe a lot. I don't have nothing to get. I don't have anything against him. <laughs> so... so. I don't know. I, he's just the only guy who's popping into my head right now who I used to have like some opinions about, but now I'm just like, ah, oh, he's he's fine. He he actually makes a lot of good points now, and he's pretty fair. He is a bit. Of, he does over exaggerate some things at times, but whatever. I'm getting back on the angry Joe rant. Uh, I, it's not even a rant. I don't even I don't even mind him. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, there's a free game that came out recently called um, Omega Strikers. I, I haven't played a lot of it. Honestly, but it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a soccer field, but you have like a disc, and it's like air hockey where you try and get the disc into the goal, and it's kind of like a MOBA as well with like like League of Legends where you have these characters with unique move sets, who do different things and can fight in different ways, and you can eliminate the enemy, you know, the other players for a second, and 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 create openings. It's kind of fun, you know. I, I played it a little bit. Like I haven't played it a lot though, but it is free to play though. So if you want to check it out, Omega Strikers. It's it's, get, it's pretty big right now, I guess. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can. There's also some games that came out recently that I haven't gotten to play yet, like that uh, Benedict. What is it? It's like the Haunting of Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever that came out on Game Pass. Haven't gotten around to playing that yet. Been too busy with Jedi Fallen Order, but I'll probably have played that by next time. Also, The Last Worker, like, I was so excited for that game, uh, and I, I haven't even played a, a minute of it yet, you know? It, I feel bad, because I really was excited for that. But I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. Uh, let's get back to games I've actually played this week. Uh, Disney's Speedstorm. It released in early access. Uh, the free-to-play version will be coming later, but if you wanted to play it now, you can spend, like, $30 minimum to get the game. It's clunky, it's slow, it's stiff. It, I, I was hoping that it was going to be something like almost Mario Kart related, like feel a lot like Mario Kart, and it doesn't. And the other thing is, like, you buy, like, the $30 version, you're supposed to get two characters for free. And I was really thinking that you were going to be able to unlock any characters you wanted, but no, it was only a select it was only a select few characters that you could choose from, which really pissed me off because I wanted Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc., but I wasn't able to get Monsters Inc. characters because they're in a different, you know, different package or whatever. So I had the I I, I ended up choosing like you get Mickey and Donald base uh, base in the game. Uh, I ended I ended up choosing uh, the Hercules and Beast or something like that from Beauty and the Beast. I don't remember. I I, I played I played so little of it and I was so annoyed with the game. Also, the fact that it didn't work the first day that it came out, it was it kept giving me error like an error code when I tried to boot it up. They, I mean, it worked the next day, but still, it's a little bit annoying, you know. And of course, PlayStation's return policy is if you install the game, you can't refund it. It's like, well, how am I supposed to know it's not working if I don't install the game? Like, it's kind of ass backwards. But anyway, uh, that's a big skip for me. It's a big skip. Do not buy Disney Speedstorm right now. Wait for the free to play version to try it out. And if you like how it feels, you know, 
enjoy. If you don't, yes, I've saved you $30 or more. Or nothing, if you want to play the free version. Uh, on stream on the streaming side of things, we finished Sly Cooper 1. Uh, we got the platinum trophy on. It's not too bad. It's it's pretty it's pretty simple. There's some there's some bottles that you can miss or clues you can miss, but other than that, it's it's a you know it's a pretty straightforward platinum trophy. You know, it's a it's an early PlayStation 3 game with trophies, so you know the basics are there of like you know getting all the upgrades, collecting all the bottles, opening all the safes, and beating all the you know missions. You know that's pretty much it. So it's not too bad, and the time trial stuff isn't even associated with a with a with a trophy, which is pretty cool. You don't have to go through all the levels doing speed runs like Crash Bandicoot. Uh, but anyway, Sly Cooper, the original, the Thievius Raccoonus, and the Thievius Raccoonus, very good. Um, I haven't played it in so long, but you know, Sly Cooper always has been kind of like one of those characters. I feel like they should just spring back. You know, like after the success of Ratchet and Clank, I feel like Sly Cooper and the gang could just really skyrocket in popularity again you know especially if they you know keep the core cast intact you know um the 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 the, the fox police officer will go crazy on rule 34 you know uh sly and the rest of the gang will be great you know they're all they're 3d platformer mascots and i feel like they i feel like they can have a comeback but right now they don't have plans for a sly cooper game which is really annoying and sad because Honestly, this game has so, like the original Sly Cooper has so much charm and so much attention, like detail in the levels. Uh, and I just, I just, I love, I loved my playthrough so much. I, I thought it was a really, really good time. Um, obviously, there's some technical things holding it back, you know, just it's of the time kind of stuff. And I do, I, I was having some trouble with some of the like the jumping mechanics, like the from hook to hook, for some reason, just was not consistent at all. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, graphically it looks, it looks okay. <laughs> it's not like the best ever, but it looks fine. You know, uh, level design wise. I mean, I like how, you know, the, like all these little clue bottles are hidden around. Those are the main collectibles and you open the safe at the end and you get an upgrade or a new move. I like that. Um, the control scheme is a little goofy because you have to like swap through all your different abilities to get to a certain one that you want to use. Um, so that could have used some quality of life improvements, which I'm sure is in like the fourth game <laughs> or maybe even the second game once I get around to that. But yeah, in general, it's just a fun time. And if you have the Sly Cooper collection or if you want to get the Sly Cooper collection, um, I would definitely suggest doing that. I think you, you can still add money to your account and buy things on PS3 and it's going to be much cheaper to get that uh, digitally on the PS3 than it will be to get it physically. I have it physically. I think I spent over like 60 or so dollars to get it when it originally came out. I think it was like $40, which is crazy. And the, uh, the Ratchet and Clank one, the Ratchet and Clank collection, that's like all the original games in that. Like you go online, that's like $150 or whatever, something outrageous. And you go onto PlayStation store and like, it's like 20 bucks, you know, and like the games that came out in the PS3 era, like all for one and into the Nexus, which are skyrocketing in price physically, they're like 20 bucks as well. And it's like, okay, um, which just goes to show like they should keep the PlayStation store up on the PS3 because I do not want to see a $150 zebra game like Africa, you know, <laughs> I, I just keep it on the store. It's not in the store, but they should put everything on the store again. Um, eventually I'll play Africa on the channel. It's my goal in life. So yeah, Sly Cooper definitely recommend the first game on the first game. It's, it's fun. Um, you know, some some minor some some minor issues that I have with the game, of course, that I've already talked about. Um, but uh, it's it's a fun time. You know, it, it's it's a it's definitely a game of its time. 
And uh, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how Sly Two is once we get around to that. And then we also finished West of Loathing on the channel. This is like a goofy stick figure game. I've always really enjoyed the you know blank of Loathing games. You know there was Kingdom of Loathing. That was the original like Flash game online, which is still available if you go to KingdomofLoathing.com or whatever it is. Which is crazy because I played that game when I was like. 14 15 you know which it's crazy that's still up you know it's just like dc universe online you know it's crazy it's still around uh but west of loathing was the first official like game release that came out on like pc and switch of course there's the newest game which is shadows over loathing that i have not played yet but west of loathing is really fun you know it's a kooky wacky you know wested western adventure that goes into some really weird places and the crazy thing is like we we finished the game we saw the credits but there was still a lot of stuff we could do. There was also a lot of stuff that I missed out on because I just was, you know, wasn't leveled up enough at the time, or you know, I chose the wrong dialogue option or whatever. You know, there's so much, there's so much that you could do and change in the game. It's kind of crazy. There's a lot of funny dialogue and, and funny things that go on. Obviously, there's a lot of dialogue to read at times because it is a text-based, you know, kind of adventure like that, point-and-click adventure. Um, but it's it's full of charm. It's it's a really fun little RPG game. It's not super difficult. You can you can buff yourself to to no end in this game and just hit kill enemies in one hit. You know it, it's kind of crazy at times, and it's got a pretty fun ending to it too. You know it's kind of like, you know you go into a train and you gotta, you know get a bunch of people to help you if you want. You know instead of just going into a boss fight, you could actually get people to help you knock down the door and arrest the guy. And if you don't have enough like of uh you know enough moxie or enough muscle or whatever, you can't get that done. So it's cool how different you can you can definitely you can definitely play this game in a few different ways uh and uh get through the game and uh, there's a dlc for it as well i did not play that but there's a there's a dlc you can get for this i think it's like five or, or so bucks um i've heard good things about that uh but yeah the game itself really fun definitely recommend it uh, it's available on switch and pc i wish there was a, P a playstation port and an xbox port if there was a playstation port Hell, I'd probably go for a Platinum Trophy on this one. I love it so much. And maybe eventually they will put it on PlayStation. But as of right now, it's just PC and Switch. But, hey, it's a really good game. Definitely should check it out if you if you so desire. Oh, I almost forgot to talk about it. Uh, I played a lot more Resident Evil 4 Remake. I was waiting for uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to come out, and Greedy Waffles wasn't on the night before. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to play Resident Evil 4 Remake and see how far I can get. And last time I talked about the game, I was in the cast, like at the beginning of the castle. And uh, now I am at the beginning of the oil fact uh, in, you know, the oil uh, rig. So I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm only a couple bosses away from the end now. I can taste it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's still real, like mechanically, it's great. Visually, it's great. They've redesigned some things that I'm not like super jazzed about as a person who's a fan of the original game. Uh, there are some things I wish that they didn't change about it, you know? I don't want to get into specifics because I don't want to, like, put anything in your mind or spoil anything that's been changed uh, later in the game. But, you know, there's some, like, dialogue that I, I feel like didn't work as well as, like, the original game. I've already talked about it before, but I feel like Ada's voice acting, like, no hate to the actress or anything like that. But I just feel like it's, it's a very flat performance. And I just was hoping for more gusto, you know? You know, when Ada says, see you later, it sounds like she's, like, give, be giving the line without context, you know? The context of, you know, the conversation that happened before that with Leon in a boat in, in rough waters, you know? 
I think in the original game, she's like, see you later. And in this game, she's like, see you later. And I just, I don't know. There's just something about that that kind of just like, okay, we could have done a little bit better on that or maybe got, given her a little bit better direction on the on how she's saying it, you know? But it's not game breaking, you know, or anything like that. It's just one of the, it's just, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little, you know, a little thing that I would just want to say, you know. But other than that, I mean, the game, you know, Resident Evil 4 Remake definitely, uh, definitely is worth playing. Especially, I mean, if you do like the original games, it's, it's a good recreation. No, oh, excuse me. Of those original games. Or, I'm sorry, of the original game. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it, it, like I said, it, it changes a couple things, you know. And, I mean, you know, the same thing happened with Resident Evil 2 Remake. There's a lot of people who are purists for that game. But I feel like the Resident Evil 2 Remake did, did a better job of adapting and changing things from the original game into into what it is. Uh, but Resident Evil 4, I feel like there's some things like, uh, you, you could have, why did you change that? You know, like, there's a couple puzzles that are, like, taken out for some reason they used to get treasures for. Like, there's that dial that was behind the uh, the church, you know? And the collectible, like the blue medallions that you would shoot throughout the game, there's only like a couple areas that have them, and they're like side missions to do for the the you know the merchant. And I just feel like you know they could have just I mean you know they, you could have done that throughout the entire game because the blue medallions are pretty fun to to find you know. But uh, all in all, it is it is still good. I would recommend picking it up if you if you want to. Um, graphically great, uh, gameplay wise great. Um, the, the stuff they changed with the merchant is fine. A lot of the changes that they made with the core game are, are fine. You know, I'm not like, I'm not like really that angry, but there are some things that I do wish they had, they had kept the same and, and they, they changed up, you know, and uh, I understand, you know, you gotta, you gotta change things up and make things flow a little bit differently, but, uh, yeah, there you go. All right, let's move on to the next part of the show, which is what's in the news. A huge development in the Microsoft uh, acquisition of Activision and Blizzard. Uh, Microsoft has actually, uh, I'm sorry, the UK has blocked Activision's buyout uh, of of Activision. Now, this is just one country out of however many they need, uh, but this is a major blow to their operation. Obviously, Microsoft said that they're going to not stop fighting. Um, they're they're going to try and get this to go through at whatever at whatever cost. Um, and it seems like the main reason why the UK objected to the buyout, it seemed to be kind of centered around Call of Duty in a way, because there was a lot of inquiries into if Call of Duty could run on the Switch, and they had people who were, like, in the industry say, no, Modern Warfare 2 could not run on the Switch without major changes, right? And I think that was one of the main things that kind of, you know, forced their hand, and then also, um, under the Competitive and Markets Authority Twitter account, which is like the UK's, you know, big thing, um, they prevented the acquisition because of cloud gaming, the cloud gaming market for some reason. They say it would damage the competition in the cloud gaming market. Um, and in response to that, Microsoft actually bought a uh, Spanish cloud gaming service. I forget what it was called at this point. I, I closed the article for some stupid reason. Uh, but they recently bought a, a, a cloud gaming service um, and they're going to be adding that to their, uh, their, their batch of, of cloud gaming. They, they, they've said it multiple times that they are, uh, completely committed to cloud gaming. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of stuff and they've actually been implementing it on Xbox game pass and stuff like that. So I don't know, I don't know where this like com- you know, damaging of competitive competition of cloud gaming market would, you know, is all about. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if, 
if Stadia was still around, would this still be like a thing? You know, I'm wondering that, you know, would this still be a, would there still be a breach in competitive market? You know, if Stadia was still around, I don't know, maybe. Um, but it is kind of weird that this is the reason why they didn't allow it to go through. Um, you know, the, I don't know. Uh, well, but, but like I said, Microsoft is still going to try and, you know, push this through. They're going to, you know, they're going to do some stuff, um, and, and see what they can do. And maybe, maybe they, they have too strong of a hold in the cloud gaming market. There's not enough competition right now. I'm not sure. So buying, buying another uh, cloud gaming company probably isn't the best idea to try and get that reversed. But, um, yeah, so obviously this is, this is a negative thing for, for Xbox and Microsoft, but it's kind of a, maybe a positive thing for Sony, but I think for gamers everywhere, it's kind of like a, uh, a big, a big grunt because like the things that Microsoft are going to do with Activision Blizzard sounded great. Bring back Guitar Hero, you know, put, put developers back on the games that they were creating. Like, you know, the, the people who were behind the, you know, Crash 4 getting put on Warzone, put them back on Crash, you know, stuff like that. Sounded great. And to me personally, sounded amazing. I understand, like, the Monopoly aspect of this and probably how it could damage gaming as a whole if we, if Activision and Blizzard were owned by Microsoft. But honestly, who cares if, we, if it means getting another Guitar Hero? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, it, right now it's 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 been blocked, rejected by the UK. Uh, we'll see uh, we'll see if any other countries also block it. But um, at this point, it seems like the UK is the standing standalone country that uh, is is blocking it right now. I will say I, I'm on PushSquare.com, and their little image for the article is a picture of the Sony CEO with a monocle and a top hat on the body of Phoenix Wright. Uh, pointing his finger and saying objection with a pile of money behind him burning and a union jack and it's a little bit cringe and i'm gonna move on uh, i already talked about how dead island 2 is uh selling uh, uh has sold a million copies in its first week of being on the market uh since last friday the game has sold a million copies um yeah not much else to say but awesome hopefully hopefully people are enjoying it Let's move on. So, uh, re, uh, it wasn't too long ago, back in 2020, that um, Ready at Dawn was bought by Facebook to develop VR titles for Meta and their Oculus, you know, Oculus systems. Um, if you don't know who, you know, Ready at Dawn is, they made the PSP God of War games, and they also made the Order 1886 which is kind of like a universally divided game. Um, it was very ambitious, but it also was also it was also very boring. You know, it was very visually stunning, but it was also had nothing going on. You know, there there was times where, but uh, you know, like I said, it was very ambitious, and that's great. And you would think they would be doing something awesome, you know, with with the talent in the group. But the unfortunate thing is that uh, Facebook has actually shut down the studio. They actually split up the studio and shut it down. Uh, so essentially, one of the uh, co-owners of the studio said that uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg is the most incapable, inefficient, idiotic CEO that has ever existed. <laughs> 
And uh, Colin McIrony, who I think is one of the co, uh, one of the people who started the studio, he says that my choice words are that I cannot disparage. My choice words are that I cannot disparage Meta, so let me just say that Ready at Dawn was a wonderful studio full of incredible people. I genuinely learned a ton, including from one co-worker in particular, who I will be eternally grateful towards. A third of the studio was laid off on April 19th, including the head of the studio. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this was a very promising studio that was owned by PlayStation. They took a chance and jumped ship to meta or facebook at the time and they were i mean shut you know they they they, i mean god god damn (laughs) i can't speak and they were you know having having most of the studio laid off and the the studio broken apart is very sad to see because you know even though like i i guess i have to replay the game obviously (laughs) because i haven't played it probably since like 2015 or whenever it came out but you know, no matter what I think about the Order 1886, it showed a lot of promise, and there was a lot of things going on that were, like, pretty cool. And, like, it's been so long since they put out a game, you know? People were hoping for a sequel to the Order 1886. Obviously, that didn't happen, and that was probably shut down when they were sold, but if it was even in the works, but who knows? Um, so, yeah, sad sad news, but uh, there you go. Facebook sucks. I'm sorry, meta all right, it's official. Nintendo is going to be at Gamescom 2023. Does this mean that it's going to be like their E3 quote-unquote direct happening at Gamescom? Who knows? But I guess we'll see. Uh, they are going to be uh, they are going to be shooting over some stuff, I guess, to to announce maybe or show off at Gamescom in uh, in Köln, Germany. So uh, as for the big guns that they're going to be showing off, people aren't really sure yet. Uh, but uh, the end of, I mean, the most, the, the recent stuff that's going to be coming out is Tears of Kingdom and Pikmin Four that are on the way. So maybe Pikmin Four will be showing off. Maybe Tears of the Kingdom will make an appearance, which obviously it's going to be released by then. So you know, who knows? Maybe they'll show off some things that they're going to be adding to the game. Who knows? Um, but uh, this is I, this is kind of around the same time as E3, so maybe they'll. Maybe they'll do a little bit of a direct there. I don't know. Probably not. But uh, the next direct is probably going to be in September if there is one. I predicted that there would not be another direct until next year, but or later in the year when they announce a new console. I don't know. But anyway, it's nice to see that they're going to be at Gamescom, which is going to be between the 23rd and 27th of August uh, in Cologne, Germany. Not Cologne. Well, I guess Cologne, Cologne. Yeah, close enough. Alright, it's official, and I think I mentioned this last week, but it wasn't official official. Mario movie, the Super Mario Bros. movie, has officially surpassed $1 billion at the global box office at this point. Last time I talked about it, it was at $871 million, and it was set to go over the billion mark, and now it officially has. I will say the same thing that I've said before. Illumination, X nintendo it's going to make a billion dollars, and here we are um the two you know obviously illumination is like the biggest um you know anime not the biggest but it's like the like right now it's like one of the biggest animation studios right and then of course nintendo is huge especially mario mario's like one of the most like recognizable characters in gaming so you knew it was going to do well it doesn't matter that the story is too quick and there's not enough character growth and whatever it does what it needs to do and it's no 10 out of 10 it's no 5 out of 5 but it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a a solid animated kids movie there's good stuff happening in there 
uh, along with some, you know, minor indifferences I have. Uh, and Cranky Kong sucks. So there you go. Uh, speaking of Mario, though, and, and related to the Mario movie, I suppose, Lego has revealed its Donkey Kong Adventure playset. Uh, so Lego Super Mario X Donkey Kong. And I think I mentioned this before, but the Donkey Kong logo is the one from Don like the, the, the Mario versus Donkey Kong series, which is kind of weird. Um, but it has nothing to do with with that series <laughs> so the first set that they uh, are showing off is this um uh like dk hut or whatever inside the jungle mario will be able to play the bongos cranky kong's there donkey kong they showed out that there's gonna be diddy dixie and funky kong as well uh they only showed off one of the sets so far and donkey kong and the rest of the gang are just gonna be late made out of lego they're not gonna be like mario where they can talk and do stuff right um but uh, here's a little press release. They said, join the DK crew at Donkey Kong's Treehouse. Uh, team up with Donkey Kong in the jungle for banana gifting conga drum playing fun in this colorful Lego expansion set. There will be two Lego Super Mario figurines from Donkey Kong's world, uh, Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong in this set. Um, you'll be able to explore the house with a buildable TV, radio, and secret compartment. Nap in the hammock, knock a banana off a palm tree, and play the conga drums. Um... There'll be a Super Mario starter course as well, which is needed for interactive play, rebuild, and combine, blah, 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 blah. All right. So, yeah, um, kind of cool. Uh, people are asking why Mario is faded on the box, and that's because he's not included in the set. You have to buy him separately. Uh, but anyway, kind of a cool, I mean, not, not really a cool set. It's kind of like a basic set, honestly, but I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do as they expand this set more, you know? I want to see more. I love Donkey Kong, and I love all the characters associated with that. Uh, I want to see more, though. More! Um, okay, uh, Totally Spies. Uh, this is a cartoon that came out, like, back when I was young. Um, did I watch it? I watched it for the story, okay? You know? <laughs> I watched it for the story. Uh, not that the, uh, the three spies were incredibly attractive. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's going to be a Totally Spies video game released in 2024. I don't know if there's a new series coming out. Maybe there is, and this is tying in with that series. Uh, but Sam, Clover, and Alex have a new mission. Microids is partnering with ban Banny J Kids and Family for a new video game based on the anime series Totally Spies. This is scheduled to release next year on console and PC. Um... So yeah, okay, so there 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 is a new season coming out for Totally Spies. It's it's a season 6 coming out, which I I would think is a first in a while. Uh you know, it's it's got kind of like the same art style that it used to. It kind of has like that kind of anime aesthetic, but it's it's like a kids cartoon, you know, for kids. Um but yeah, this uh this coincides with the Totally Spies returning to television in 2024 with a new series. Uh, the original six seasons ran between 2001 and 2013. There are 150 episodes based around the girls. Um, so yeah, there will be a there will be a video game coming out to as well at the same time. So I guess uh, I guess we'll see how that is, huh? And finally, for the news today, Vampire Survivors is getting turned into a TV series. Uh, this is probably the quickest turnaround ever for a video game property being turned into a TV show, as Callus stated in the discord um but yeah uh this uh you know it's it's the most important thing in vampire survivors is the story which i don't i don't know about that 
because uh, there's really not that much story, honestly. I mean, you can back me up on this one, Callus. Uh, there's really not a lot going on in the story here, other than it's you, you fight vampires. But anyway, it's a dream come true to see what started as a little indie game that I made in in a week in, in a few weekends come to life in a TV animated series. So, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of heartwarming that this is, you know, that the developers getting such a quick turnaround on this. And obviously the game was very 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 uh you know, you know, popular last year and I'm sure it'll continue to be popular with plenty of uh little, you know, games inspired by it coming out by the week it seems like. Um but yeah, this is apparently going to be um released or or they're going to start like working on the animated TV, you know, thing and pitching it to TV network, you know, people. I'm guessing it's going to eventually end up on Netflix, maybe, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Right now, not much not much know, to know about it, but one thing's for sure is Vampire Survivors, the most important thing is not the story. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, what's coming soon. Look, I'm not saying Vampire Survivors doesn't have a story. I'm just saying it's not the it's not the most important thing. Like, I don't even know what's really going on. Anyway, uh, so, hey, I was asking for Spider-Man 2 information not too long ago. And here it is. Sony has confirmed that the game is on course to release in 2023. So, uh, yeah, I mean, seems like they're going to make the release date for it. But we haven't really heard much about it. I'm expecting the next state of play to be a big Spider-Man 2 state of play. And they'll announce that's going to be coming in like November or something this year. Uh, and that would make it like the third biggest big game that came out this year that I'm really excited for. Dead Island 2, Jedi Survivor, and Spider-Man 2. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is going to be the P- like Honestly, this is like the PS5 seller, you know. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man sold a lot of consoles back in the day. And I'm guessing Sony's like, if Spider-Man 2 is going to sell copies to, or consoles too, right? Miles Morales was a footnote in the saga of Spider-Man games. Um, so anyway, uh, in a part of an earnings call earlier this week, uh, they said that they are planning to release a major title, Sparta, you know, Marvel Spider-Man 2, this fiscal year. And we aim to continue creating new IPs, rolling out, ca- blah, 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 blah. So essentially, they're, they're planning on getting out in this fiscal year, which means it could be this year or it could be the start of next year. Uh, hopefully, I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, if it's all done and ready to go, hopefully it'll come out this year, but well, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but they did say that it's on track and ready to go or not ready to go, but you know, getting ready to go. So, uh, we'll, we'll see if anything changes in the near future, but as of right now, it's on track. We just haven't really heard that much about it. All right. Armored Core 6 had a nice meaty trailer come out. And uh, get hyped, because it's coming out this year, and it's coming sooner than you think. Uh, Releasing on August 25th across all platforms, Fires of Rubicon is coming around. There's a standard edition and a deluxe edition that includes the game and an art book and soundtrack. Also, if you pre-order the game, you'll get a Melander C3 G13 special customization Tenderfoot. Woohoo! But this trailer was banging. Um, I'm a fan of Armored Core, played the fifth one a lot. Um, and, uh, this looks like it's, it's, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just looks uh, awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Really cool. Obviously trailers could be deceiving, but yeah, this, this makes me excited for it. It, it. You know, this trailer makes it look like it's, it's like from software 
trying out something a little bit different, you know, once again. It doesn't look like the same armored core that you know and love, but it definitely looks like it's it's a modernized armored core game. Uh, really cool. Um, really excited for this. Armored Core 6 coming around August 25th. If you want to check out that trailer, it's on PlayStation's YouTube channel. Uh, also, kind of doing a big technical showcase here, Layers of Fear, recently renamed from Layers of Fears. <laughs> they showed off a trailer. If you want to check this out, it's on Bloober Team's YouTube channel. Uh, but they just showed off the game in the new Unreal Engine 5 or whatever it is. And, and goddamn, it looks a million times better than the original game. I'll give it that. And it looks uh, really stunning. Um, there's going to be quality and performance modes, and obviously, if you play it on PC, you'll have unlocked frame rates and stuff like that. Uh, it's coming in June, so get ready for that. Uh, you can add it to your wish list now. <laughs> but yeah, it just it looks really, I mean, a lot, I mean, wow, looks really good. I wasn't really interested in this game uh, originally because, you know, like, I've played the other Layers of Fear games they're not amazing. They're kind of like baseline horror games that are very much jump scare heavy. Um, and this will probably be a little, uh, probably more of the same, but the visuals are really what's selling the game right now for me. And I know graphics aren't everything, but God damn, God damn. Look at this. Looks amazing. If you want to check this out, like I said, blooper teams, YouTube channel, June, 2023 for layers of fear. Somebody amigo party central, the song list, has been released and it's headlined by ariana grande so break free featuring zed by ariana grande i really like you by carly ray jepson payback featuring icona pop by cheat codes let you go featuring karen lomax by diplo and tisha i will survive eric cooper mix extended by gloria gaynor i love it by icona pop centerfold by jay giles band Bang Bang by Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj. Sucker by Jonas Brothers. TikTok by Kesha. Panama by Mateo. Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. Celebrate by Pitbull. The Cup of Life, La Copa de la Vida by Ricky Martin. XS by Rina Sawamna. Bomb Bomb by Sam and the Womp. As Lukita by Steve Aoki, Daddy Yankee, Play and Skills, and Elvis Capreza. What the fuck? Also, there's a cover of Mac the Macarena, Fuga Fugui, and La Bamba as well. Covers of those famous Spanish songs. So yeah, um, an interesting uh, list of songs here. Jay, the, the Centerfold by Jay Giles Band kind of stands out here as the odd one out. Um <laughs> Lots of pop songs, kind of to be expected, you know, with a modern rhythm game. But, uh, yeah, um, that's going to be coming later this year uh, in June. So if you want to check that out, there's your list of songs for Samba de Amigo. The Jurassic Park games are getting a 30th anniversary retro collection. Hold on to your butts. Uh, Limited Run Games is going to be releasing the retro collection later this year. Um, obviously, there'll be more news at the Limited Run Games 3 show, which obviously is going to need to be renamed because E3 shut down um, or got canceled. But anyway, uh, there's a, I mean, there's limited information on this, but there was a post by Limited Run Games with a picture of a few Game Boy and 
you know NES games in the background of Jurassic Park games. So it's it, it's probably going to be the original Jurassic Park games for the NES, Super Nintendo, and Game Boy, with Jurassic Park 2 as well on the Super Nintendo and Game Boy. Um, these games date back to the first half of the 90s. I never played them, or I don't really know anything about them, so don't ask me. But if it is just the classic games, I think that'd be kind of cool, kind of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what they do with this. So it's not, it's probably not going to be the Telltale game that came out in like the PS3 era next to the Back to the Future Telltale games. Uh, probably not going to have that in there. I, I don't think the rights. I, I think the license license for that is like completely fucked up. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, kind of a cool little thing. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to hear more, uh, you know, I'm eager to hear more uh, uh, about this collection. All right, a game called VR Skater is coming to the PSVR 2. Um, essentially, it's a skateboarding VR game where you grind, kick, flip, grab, and manual your way through crazy obstacle courses. Uh, there's a regular skate park, there's a construction zone, there's a school... A residential area uh, this is coming on the 21st of June and essentially you use uh, you know motions with your controllers to uh, do different flip tricks and stuff like that and you can grab onto the, to the skateboard and stuff like that so you're not actually really touching the skateboard for the mo skateboard for the most part and you don't need to like keep up with it or anything like that it kind of just kind of does its thing underneath you um, but yeah it looks kind of cool and uh, I, I definitely want to try this out uh, hopefully there's like a demo for it um, if you have motion sickness problems probably not gonna be the most friendly game for you <laughs> um, but this is the, it's coming June 21st if you want to check this out um, if you want to see a trailer for it on perp games's YouTube channel there is a video showcasing it all right, thanks to Kenobi in the Discord for posting this one. Inspector Gadget Mad Time Party is coming around to PS4, PS5, and multiple different consoles. Inspector Gadget, long time running IP. Uh, I don't know if they've done much with it recently in terms of like TV shows and stuff like that. I remember the uh, there's two Inspector Gadget movies that came out back when I was a kid. Uh, the first one is like a fever dream <laughs> in my mind. Uh, the 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 evil Inspector Gadget has a tarantula come out of his mouth or something like that. Kind of crazy. Um, yeah, this is a very, uh, you know, a, a very long-running series. I don't know if it's iconic anymore, but maybe this game will help. Uh, stroll through the environments of the original series, meet characters such as Chief Quimby, Penny, or the Mad Agents, and use the various gadgets of, Ins of Inspector Gadget to find the fight the Mad Forces. Um, play as the iconic Inspector Gadget and join your friends in this new party game. Metro City has fallen under control of evil Dr. Claw. In order to save the city, Inspector Gadget must use the time machine to go back in time. Unfortunately, the machine breaks down and Inspector's ancestors are teleported to the present. You'll have to solve minigame quests to unlock the bolts needed to repair it. Uh, so yeah, a whole bunch of different Inspector Gadget characters are here. There's one that looks like a Viking, one that looks like a proper British lad, and one that looks like um, an Australian outbacka. Um, there's no, tr uh, there is it, isn't there a trailer for this? Hold on, let me, I guess there isn't a trailer yet for it, but there's a couple of screenshots that have come out. You know, if you like party games, this looks like it's going to be a, a, a decent party game from the trailers at least, but we'll have to wait and see some gameplay footage for that. It could, it could end up being like that Garfield party game, which was not good, but we'll see. Uh, f good idea. Maybe the wrong IP for it. Who knows? We'll see. 
Age of Empires 1 is actually returning in Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition as DLC. It's called The Return to Rome. Uh, essentially, this is uh, all... Uh, it'll, it'll add all 17 original Age of Empires civilizations to the recent remaster. Um, one of those civilizations is a brand new one coming to, coming to the game for the first time in the DLC pack. And then the other 16 is formed of the uh, game uh, of the original game civilizations. Welcome to the return of Rome, a completely new type of expansion pack, which brings age of empires, the title that started it all into age of empires two definitive edition as a brand new self-contained experience. This new expansion will allow you to challenge friends with the original 16 age of empires civilizations, plus one brand new return to Rome exclusive civilization, the lack Viet, and relive and relive the triumph of the trials of antiquity. Battle your way across the ancient world with three new campaigns featuring conquerors, empire builders, and gifted tacticians fighting desperately against fate. As an additional bonus, the Romans will no longer be bound by time as they become a new playable civilization with an Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, ready to battle in a new age. Um, so, yeah, sounds like uh, that, that'll be a pretty beefy DLC. Uh, there's no pricing for it yet, um, but, uh, yeah, sounds like it's going to be a pretty, pretty beefy one if you really enjoy... The, the the um original age of empires it'll be fun to play this in the modern engine um so there you go boom bada bing <laughs> all right here's your playstation plus games for may 2023 we have grid legends chivalry 2 and descenders uh pretty good month all, all things considered if you're a sports fan you know a fan of sports games uh, this is a good month for you uh, Grid Legends just came out last year. I don't. I didn't hear much about it. It's a racing game. I feel like it's fine, but it's a good. It's a good get because it's only like it's not even a year old at this point. Chivalry Two, kind of the same thing. It recently released uh, last year, and it's a pretty. It's a decent medieval fighting game. I had a lot of fun with it when it came out. Uh, it just didn't have staying power for me. And then Descenders is a classic biking game. I, I I hear a lot of good things about it. I haven't played it myself. I feel like this is a decent we a, a decent month. Um, you know, uh, maybe you know maybe because there's two sports related games in one action combat game, people are going to be a little bit leery about it. But I feel like this is a pretty good month. PlayStation's been PlayStation's been pretty good with the with the games for the essentials tier. Uh, so I I feel like this is a pretty good get. You know, all three of these games are a pretty good get for the people of PlayStation Plus. And uh, finally, Xbox Games with Gold for May. Star Wars Episode One Racer, available between May 1st and the 31st, and HOA, which is available between May 16th and June 15th. Y'all know what Star Wars Racer is. It's a pod racing game from the N64 days. It's really good. It's really fun. Um, yeah, definitely try that out if you haven't yet. And then Hoa is a um, was it a two D meditative puzzle platformer? All right, there you go. Hand drawn artwork looks kind of cool, but uh, once again, um, you know, games games of gold not really worth it anymore in my opinion. So there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ferris sixty four podcast. Do appreciate that. If you want to check me out, I stream on Twitch Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We're playing Call of Duty World War II right now. Just a, re a, a replay of the game. Been good so far. Not sure what else we're going to be streaming. 
Uh, but we'll be streaming something new on Monday. So if you want to tune in and see what that is, boom, bada bing, there you go. Also check out my other podcast, Film Freaks with a Z. We talk about movies. The latest episode is about Inception. The next one is going to be about everything, everywhere, all at once. And the fun, the, the ending bonus for today, uh, I'm going to be adding a new segment into the podcast, folks. Sound the applause. I don't have applause right now. Um, we're going to be doing a Guess That Song from a video game where you get a short clip of a song and then you have to tell me what it is in the Discord and the winner gets a super reaction. Wow! So the first one's coming up right here. Hopefully I remember. <laughs> and uh, let me know what it is, what song that is in the Discord. And if you the first person to get it right, boom bada bing, you get a super react. Lovely. Alright folks, I am Yemi the Ferret, and I appreciate you listening to this episode of the podcast. I'll talk at you next week. Bye bye The Ferret 64 podcast is owned and edited by Yemi the Ferret. The song Nightshade, used in the intro and outro, is owned by Adhesive Wombat. Small sound clips during the podcast were made by Yemi the Ferret. News sources include NintendoLife.com, PushSquare.com, and PureXbox.com. All opinions video game related are my own. Thank you for listening.